Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. That's gis.sport.fnr. Victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! Welcome back here on the Oz Football Hour. If you're just joining us, we've wrapped up our domestic commitments for the time being. And we are going international. The A-League men's, they were... No simultaneous kickoffs to be found locally, but over on the other side, we did have a connection, an Australian connection to simultaneous kickoffs in the FA Women's Super League, where on a dramatic final day and one that brings great pain, Jason, to the guest who is about to join us, Bakua Frimpong. Chelsea claimed FA Women's Super League glory. Sam Kerr scoring two. Two of the best, one of the best braces you will ever see in a 4-2 win. In a 4-2 win over Manchester United, which meant that Bakua Frimpong's Arsenal side, or she doesn't play for them, but the Arsenal side that she supports, missed out on the title by one single point. You know what, Lockie? That slow rundown, I didn't need it. Um, Quite frankly... Great. Well, 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 Pakula, let, let's yeah. okay. Let's let's we'll get to the emotional Arsenal element of this first. Shall we? Shall we start with what this means in an Australian context? Let's talk about the simultaneous kickoff yeah. because I, I I had I had the Chelsea game on the big screen, yep, and I had the Arsenal game on my laptop because it mattered the least. If in all honesty, well, Chelsea lost, and yeah. then the other game was going to come on on board, so it was great to watch the score. And so then there's I had a live ladder on my phone as well, so seeing what was happening, so. Man United went ahead twice against against Chelsea, and, and Arsenal seemed to be in control. Yeah. So that the permutations were were there for those two games to watch. Obviously, Arsenal with the Australian contingent, Steph Catley and, and Lydia Williams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then all of a sudden at two one down, Sam Kerr goes um, left foot volley, and and then the rest was done, wasn't it? The simultaneous kickoffs were phenomenal because it not only did it matter for Chelsea and Arsenal, it actually mattered for Man United if they were going to make, you know, top four and go to the Champions League next year. So it, it all around, I'm a massive fan of simultaneous kickoffs. As, you know, football fans, we remember Aguero kicking that goal and Man United fans walking around in absolute disbelief. Yeah, it's, so, it's, I mean, it's only the second time we've brought it up on this uh, yeah, this program tonight. Yeah, so. just, but it's it's needed and I think it's important, especially when you get into, you know, the last, uh, the last round. And if it's, you know, close, sometimes I guess people are like, oh, why does it matter if, you know, who somebody's really decided it? But... For the atmosphere, there's always something that to play for, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always pride. For me, I actually was in the movies when this game was going on. Which movie? 
uh, after Yang. Great indie film from A24. It's very nice. Everybody should go check it out. But um, I had the – I was, like, looking constantly. I probably was that annoying person in the cinema. Oh, the light was coming no, up. No, but so I, I, I If it makes you feel any better, I was actually doing the exact same yeah. thing when Perth were playing Melbourne City during yeah, no, just, uh, a screening of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse seen of Madness. that. It was a great movie. Great movie. Um, but – as I walked out of the cinema and I was heading home, I saw Sam Kerr score that fourth goal and my knee I just dropped to my knees and I think the cinema staff were looking at me going, is she okay? Like is somebody – is somebody like, <laughs> died? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was – I think it was great spectacle and it was, it was a really interesting season all around. We had a really big period off in January, so it was nice to finish on like a high of, you know, games and really mattered at the end. So Sam Kerr's won uh, with Chelsea again. But her goal-scoring record, are we just um, become oblivious to and it numb. here now and numb because it just happens so regularly that we actually we see those two goals that are absolutely both just amazing and we just go, oh, yeah, that's Sam Kerr, that's what she does? I think a little bit. We're because, spoiled. Because, yeah, some of her goals, you know, are like the simple taps, tap-ins, but she scores with her head, her right, left foot. Like it doesn't matter. She will score from anywhere. And I think maybe because this year Meenamar wasn't as competitive in front of goal, people kind of – were like, oh, Sam Kerr's run away with. So we weren't as focused on the goals she was scoring because it wasn't in a competitive, like, tally, you know, you know those two together. But she scored some fabulous goals. And that second goal was a – is to me, I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is the goal that Henri scored. And it's just like, why do you have to punish on Arsenal with an Arsenal-esque goal? Like, I just it could be more painful, oh, more Arsenal if you just, tried, if really. She tried, but she's phenomenal and it's – Players like her only, you know, come around once in a generation. We're very lucky to have her play for the Matildas, but uh, it's disappointing that, you know, she can't play for Arsenal. It would be nice. And what about with the Matildas? Like she's got Fran Kirby providing yeah. it to her a lot and she works so well in tandem there. Is, is she being used correctly, do you think? For mm. me, I don't think so. I think she shouldn't be playing as the the striker. I think Caitlin Ford should be playing as the striker because I think Sam Kerr can go a little bit deeper and even if she plays her out wide, she can come in, but I don't think she, her having can, her. Can you play them together? Is I think that, you can is, play is like them a, together. A two system, something that I might you, work for Australia. You can play them together, but Sam's actually really good with at passing and you know a good facilitator. But with you know getting Gory and Fowler in the team, like now, there shouldn't be an excuse for Sam Kerr not to get the ball and not to be in different types of positions as opposed to you know that. That you know that soccer is when they used to just lob it up to Tim Cahill and you know you just pray he'd get it. We don't need to do that with Sam Kerr because she's a little to me she's more skilled at you know on the park at times than Tim what Tim Cahill could, could have provided. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Tim Cahill and that response because it, it brought me to or brings me to a question that I wanted to put to both of you. I was reading earlier today uh, an article about Sam Kerr from uh, Joey Lynch. You can go check it out in the Guardian, but he ba- basically put the point that Sam Kerr is basically reaching that almost Tim Cahill level of status where she sort of transcends the actual sport that, that, that she plays. She is becoming bigger than the Matildas itself, bigger than the actual sport itself. She is that sort of that major figure that is, is over the top. Is that, is that a a theory that you think, are we reaching that point with Sam Kerr in, in Australian football? Have to be, absolutely, because not only is she doing it with the national team, she's won, what, like seven golden boots in, yep. in three different countries, right? And so when the when the US was the top women's league, she's winning golden boots, and now the UK is the top, England's the top 
women's league. She's winning golden boots and absolutely smashing it and probably against a harder opposition now. She's, she's getting better and better. I think she does. You know, it's weird because, you know, we've got like Ellie Carpenter and stuff like that who have played for really big teams and are amazing. But with as football fans, we love the goals and the goals are the easy things to identify. It's not hard. It's not easy for some football fans to recognize great defending what Ellie Carpenter does provide, who mm-hmm. probably is the second biggest besides like Steph Kelly, who's also a defender. I think Sam Kerr is in a way bigger than the Matildas and obviously not one player is bigger than the national team, but when you know, if you asked every you know general people who didn't really know much about football, they probably could tell you who Sam Kerr is, Absolutely, and yeah. you know could tell you something. You know, they well, may list the backflips or something, but Sam Kerr is the bigger the, name right now than the Matildas. And the backflips aren't there like they yeah, used exactly, to be, right? She doesn't need to because now there's left foot volleys and she's chesting it down and yeah. and, and lobbing the keeper. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, I, I, I loved what I loved the most was that that was leading the sports. On all of the, the breakfast television on Monday morning, yeah, that and, magnificent. And, and as we said at the, the the top of the program, Jason, how rare it is for a sport. I mean, a football related story to and have a, that kind a good one. of yeah, um, good news story. have that kind of traction. But yeah, re- reading the rap sheet here, I mean, three WSL titles, two League Cups, a Community Shield, an FA Cup, and obviously back to back Golden Boots, and the the icing on the cake is that PFA Women's Player of the Year award. Yeah. Standing alongside in the company. Of of Muhammad Salah. I mean, I'm not Sorry, even. Sorry, Mo was in her company. Exactly. exactly. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Very, thank you. Thank you very much. That's a great point. But I, I don't even think it's a it's a question of of surpassing Tim Cahill or surpassing the material. I mean, we're we're talking about across all competitions, across yeah. all sports people, one of top I three, think, top five in yeah, in in the whole of Australia at at the present moment. Absolutely. I think that you know she's reaching a stage where she could be the biggest sports, you know, star in this country. I think if – I don't know she's the biggest female athlete because I think Ash Barty's incredibly popular and – She's the, retired She's now, retired it's no, old like, news. Yeah, but, like, old but I think that the marketing strategy behind Sam Kerr, I think it needs to be ramped up because I think next year as well, I think Mina might leave Arsenal. So Sam Kerr might win another, you know, scoring title again. So – she needs to be bigger. We need to see her on more ads because we see her on the Combank ads. Uh, I can't list all the ads off my top of my head. Combank definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. See it into the old yeah, brain. But she does mate too. I she think she does. Yeah, she's she's an yep, definitely mate yeah. again. Yep. Another but one. But she needs to be on everything. And if she wasn't playing football, let's say she was playing tennis or or some of these other sports, she would be. A, she would comfortably. You wouldn't have to question if she was the number one female or even like you know athlete in the country. I think there's a little bit step she needs to go, which I don't think she should have to because no, she's we, done incredible we, things, yeah. but it's just the nature of the Australian sports landscape. We need to do it. We need to push and push and yeah. push and push, especially leading into the Women's World Cup. It's the, she is the biggest selling point mm. we've got by miles. Well, I mean, I, I think I think the Women's World Cup having that here can only sort of help that star to rise, wow, that, lucky. that ascent, the advertising elements of it will uh, only assist her, I would imagine. Absolutely, but if the Matildas, you know, do poorly, mm. then... I we, knew you were going to be... No, I, I, but I, you know, if the Matildas are at risk of doing kind of poorly in that tournament because because they get put into that, you know, that first pot, they may get stuck with one of these hard teams that have fallen down just because of where Australia and New Zealand go. If they don't do well, then everybody maybe starts questioning it, which I don't think they should and I don't think they have the right to, mm. but I think it's just natural for humans to be like, oh... You know, maybe are they? You know, is she really all the that real hot? Deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, on the subject of, of Australians not doing as well, or Matilda's not doing as well 
as they would have liked. The other side of this coin, and uh, before I go into it, I've got to give a shout out as well to Tanya Oxtoby, the yeah. assistant coach Absolutely. in the Chelsea. Yeah. So it, it's been a good, it's a pretty great... good weekend to be an Australian coach. Mm. I mean, David Zrilic, uh, an assistant at Genoa, obviously got a great result. Uh, doesn't necessarily save Genoa from relegation, <laughs> but he got a good result in Serie A this weekend. We'll talk about Ange on the other side of uh, our break soon to be upcoming. But the other side of the coin. Didn't Joe Montemuro as well? Joe Montemuro yeah, as well, yeah. yes. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, the girls. Again, it continues to just solidify what a week this has been. But the other side of the coin is the Arsenal Matildas. Yeah. Where did it go wrong? Because obviously they, they won their game on the final day of the season, but was this was this a... Obviously, one point, you didn't really go that yeah. wrong. But is there a specific moment no, for someone but, who's but been really see, paying attention to the side this year? I will year? say, if you look at the one point, you go, oh, Arsenal must have had a great season. But I actually don't. There was a period, Arsenal started really well. They beat Chelsea off the bat. Now, mind you, a lot of Chelsea players were off because Sam Kerr had just come back from the Like, she wasn't right. playing because of the Olympics. Yeah. And we won because Beth Mead scored a goal, which was very much offside if you've looked at the photo. <laughs> Arsenal were good, and there was a lot of talk on oh, Arsenal going to go invincible. We almost did, certainly. But the playing style at times, the goals dried up, which is weird to say for a side that's got Miedema, who you know came second the year before in the goal-scoring tally. And we, under Joe Montemiro, we scored lots of goals. We were really creative, but we lacked goals. And we lost to Birmingham City, who are going to get relegated. And that was our only loss this season. Had we beaten them, even if we drew, we drew, drew to Chelsea, which the game we should have won, the second one, this Arsenal should never have been placed in this position. The playing mm. style was poor. There was some poor managerial decisions at times. Players who you thought, you know, should have played. You know, uh, Ian Wright made a tweet said, "Why is Manor Ibuchi not playing?" I question that the whole season. She's a fantastic little player who you know gets into these little in between spaces. But unfortunately for Arsenal, when it really mattered, sometimes we fail to score, and that's what it comes down to, and that's why Chelsea, you know, are I mean, the to, to, to lose to a relegated team in the lead up to the final day of the season, that feels like about no, as... but it, it wasn't so like it was quite early. Oh, it was much oh, early. Okay, so we we okay. beat them the second time, but the the first time we faced them, we just they put eleven players behind the ball, and we just could not break them down, and they scored two goals against us. And our defence at times has been quite shaky and we've been through multiple defensive partnerships. Leah Williamson went out at times as well. But I don't think that's an excuse for a side that's going down. And, you know, they've been competitive against some of these bigger, other bigger sides. But I think Arsenal, when it really mattered, they faltered and they didn't show conviction they needed. Well, it's despair for the Matilda Stars as part of the Arsenal Catholic. game. She despair, scored. despair, she scored. despair she for she yeah. scored a great goal. Despair Her for goal. despair for for, uh, for Pakua Frimpong as well. But Pakua, hopefully, this chat has been cathartic for you. You can uh, yeah. pick yourself back up, get back to the drawing board, but yeah. also have a chance to appreciate and respect the absolute. Uh, Accomplishment. I love Sam Kerr, but I hate of, him at the same time. Of Sam Kerr. <laughs> Easy to well, do. you yeah. can do that. Kudos to Sam Kerr. On the other side of this break, we're going to be chatting to uh, an, another Australian who is getting set. Uh, touch wood, uh, touch whatever rabbit's foot you've got to hand. You know, cross your fingers and your toes. Uh, getting set to celebrate similar uh, league title glory in Ange Postacoglu, but uh, more on him on the other side of the break. <laughs> 